welcome to Conversations About Life. I thought this conversation could be kind of like a family history type of conversation. And then if I put it on the website, I'll list it as family history so people kind of know what they're getting into if they decide to listen to it. (laughs) And, um, well, I thought that while I'm talking with my mom and dad, Bill and Irma Jackson, who live down in Black, Missouri, which a lot of people, when I mention Black, Missouri, they don't know where I'm talking about. And I mentioned Johnson shut-ins, and that sounds a little bit more familiar to people. So we're not very far from Johnson shut-ins. Is this um, Reynolds County? Right, Reynolds County. Okay. And you guys have been living here for a while. Um, So Dad grew up in this area, and then you grew up on this farm. Um, How old were you when you guys purchased this? Uh, my father purchased this farm in 1950, and I was born in 42, so I guess that's around eight years of age. Okay. And then you all met each other in this St. Louis area and lived in the city, and that's where I was born. And then you moved back down here. Was it about 20 years ago? A little over 20 years ago. We moved here in tw- uh, 96. Okay. 1996. Have you enjoyed it? We have, haven't we, Irma? Yeah, we have. We have. Okay. It's home. <laughs> so um, so is, you enjoy uh, country living more than city living, or did you enjoy both? Or? I think I enjoyed both. Uh, of course, uh, when I was working, uh, when I was living in the city, I had a job. I was working. Uh, it occupied a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I came down here, Irma and I came down here in uh, 90, we had the house built in 95, and we moved back in 96. And then uh, the Lord granted me the privilege of pastoring uh, a church shortly after we moved down here, and I pastored that church for almost 10 years. And so I was busy with that. Uh, I have really enjoyed the country because I grew up here uh but it wasn't that I didn't enjoy the city, too. I enjoyed both places, wherever we was at. Uh, became home, and now we got to know our neighborhood a little bit in each case. But mainly we got to know people in our church, which uh, that became uh, our, our social life as well as our uh, religious life also. You know, when you were young, um, what were your first memories of the city? I mean, it city seems so different than down here. Um, do, you, do you remember how old you were and just what your impressions were? I'll, I'll let Irma answer that first, okay? okay? I probably was about maybe maybe 10 years old or something. I went to visit my aunt and uncle and things. And, of course, there were his cousins, so I enjoyed visiting with them. And I probably would have enjoyed living there. But I was used to the country and things. So, uh, but I think when we moved down here, what bothered me the most was um, we left all of our friends up there. 
and we came down here. Mm-hmm. And it just takes a while to make friends. And of course, our our friends were, our life was like surrounded around our church. And uh, down here it is, but uh, we left our friends up there. Some still come and see us, mm-hmm. you know. And we do have friends down here now, so it is. Uh, this is home now. But it, it was hard for a while for me that that part of it. Mm-hmm. So when you were young, and you you were ten years old when you visited the city, was it was is that what you said? Yeah, okay. and I th- remember though. You know what I think it was um, when I went with my grandma and uncle and stayed up there a week. Or maybe two weeks, and they took me th- places. We went to the zoo. We different did things like that, mm-hmm. but uh, it was it was different. But yeah. Then later, I went and visited my cousins up there, so uh, for a few days. So I've like Grandpa Laramore and Grandma Laramore, like I always seen them in the country and it's just hard to picture them in the city i know they came and visited us so they you know mm-hmm. but they even like your dad even lived in the and worked he, in the city he for a did, little while but he'd come home on friday evening and he'd go back on um monday morning i yeah. guess or sunday evening late but he did and mom would go sometimes and stay a week or something and visit him but yeah. uh Still, his life was in the country. He was just working at a job. Yeah. So what about you? What were your early impressions of St. Louis, Dad? I understand that when I was a baby, that my uncle and my mother uh, took me to St. Louis. And they talked about that time. Of course, I didn't remember it. And St. Louis was just a, a place where people went, especially when they got out of school and they went to get a job. And I didn't get to St. Louis until my sister got married, uh, I don't remember what year that was, and I came up to visit her, and she was living in a apartment of where my uncle and aunt lived also. They owned the house. And so, uh, I don't know, it seemed like I came up for a week. I had a cousin who was just a little younger than I, and we did things, and, and St. Louis was a very different place than what I was used to. Uh, it was fun at the time because I had my cousin. He, we did things for that particular visit, you know. So mm-hmm. that was my uh, first encounter with St. Louis. I was actually, you know, after I was in, I was in high school at the time. So, like today, when people are are not in St. Louis and they think of St. Louis, sometimes they have impressions of like dangerous place to go and things mm-hmm. like that. What kind of impressions did you have of the city? Were they along those lines, or were were they? Was it more like, "Oh, that's a fun place to go," or or what did you, were your thoughts? You know, Will, the, the city has changed uh, considerably, especially in in South St. Louis, where I visit, than it has now. At that particular time, no, there was no fear at all uh, hmm. uh, to roam the streets with my cousin and. Uh, I don't remember any serious restrictions that my aunt put on us where we used to go and not to go, and mm-hmm. uh, so. But it was, it was certainly different uh, as far as uh, when I lived in the country. There was really my parents never really put any restrictions on me when I was to get home or when I wasn't to get to home. I'd, 
I settled up, saddled up the horse. I'd ride it over to my friend's house, which was over across the river and through the field, and 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 uh, probably never even told him I was going. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and so the freedoms that we had to just do things was, uh, to me, uh, I, I'm very fortunate. I feel growing up uh, in this part of the, of the country, uh, mm-hmm. what we call country. You know. So you know, was St. Louis used to more divided up into ethnic groups? Because you hear of like Dutch Town and like the Italian, the Hill area, and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I they they were certain communities like the Italian community, like the Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't aware of them too much. Even okay. after I lived up there, I wasn't aware of the. Uh, uh, different communities. How about you, Irma? I remember thinking that Park Avenue was bad, and you didn't work, you didn't live on Park Avenue or uh, north of that. And we were just like what two blocks mm, too far away south of Park. Mm-hmm. You go down our shopping things, but that wasn't. It was kind of looked down as a bad area, and I'm not sure why. So you don't know if it was because of crime or other reasons, or yeah. Okay. I'm not sure, but I know if you lived up on the other side, well, it was a bad part of town that you lived in. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So. Well, you've been down here on the farm for a while. I know the farm has like a special attachment to you, it seems, because you've talked about how um, like you would, you know, you would like for it to, you know, remain in the family you've mentioned that before and like so how do you feel about the farm like why what's the, what's your reasons for the special attachments like why is it important to you and just you know what would what are your thoughts about what you you know how you would like it to be in the future and so forth well, this, uh, of course, my father bought this uh, place. He traded for this place uh, because uh, we was on the wrong side of the river for our schools. And so when my sister uh, started into uh, high school, which was at Lusterville, a bus would pick her up and take her there. So we was on the other side of the river, which oftentimes would get up and be impossible for us to get across we used to have a foot log down when it was running right. But then, so Dad, uh, uh, at that particular time uh, when that was going to happen, he uh, he made a trade for this place over here where we're at now, the one we're living on. And this is, um, for one thing, is home. It's where I did grow up. I guess that's one of the special attractions I have to it. And the fact that Irma and I have enjoyed it so much, uh, also is something that we would like to pass on uh, to our heirs. Uh, we would like to keep the uh, place, uh, so many places now are being divided up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, divided up in little sections. Uh, this, the country is a place where people come from the city to yeah. enjoy open space. <laughs> and this is a place where I would like my kids and my heirs to know the joys of having the open space uh, uh, to know the land. The land is very important. Even in biblical days, people, the land was important. And so 
Not, not that we're going to restrict and not after we go, we don't know what will happen to it, but uh, we have made provisions that if our family wants to stay on it, they can. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts? It, well, it's a pretty place. I yeah. think it, there's beauty down here uh, where you see uh, God's creation. <laughs> and I, it's, the freedom, I guess, or just living on the farm, it has its drawbacks, but... Um, it's a it's a nice place to live, and uh, I think our family enjoys it. I think our friends enjoy it when they come down to get out and just see things around. And then there's a lot of of um, like or you mentioned the Johnson shut-ins were close to there, um, Elephant Rock, a lot of springs and things. So it's just uh, it's, it's a beautiful place. This part yeah. of, the, of the state is really. It is pretty. We were talking about that on the way down here today, about how Missouri is a pretty state. Like some states mm-hmm. are, seem really flat, you know, and we just, I could just kind of take it for granted, you know, the hills of Missouri, but the Ozark area and so forth is really pretty. Mm-hmm. And just in our nation um, in general, we do have space, which is like in a lot of countries, uh, they don't. I was telling Johnny about how if you want to hunt in other countries, like in England or something, you can do it, but it's a big uh, regulated type of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to have someone with you, and they tell you when to shoot. I mean, I've heard this described. I don't know exactly how it goes. And um, you know you, you know exactly what you're shooting, and you, and you do it. And it's like, it's not, you don't have the freedom just to go out and hunt. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a really... Um, because so they don't have the space, I guess, is what it is. And we do have space, so that's... Also, the water down here, the streams are pretty and clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were used to, as you remember, um, boating in the Mississippi, and it was yeah. a murky color. And I remember us going down in clear water, and the water was so clear, and you said, I can see my feet, you mm-hmm. know, when you were out there swimming. Yeah. And so we do have pretty clear streams. Yeah. And... And that's a, a blessing too. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, you know, we're, I was going to talk about boating a little bit because that's something that you have all really enjoyed a whole lot. In fact, you got involved in boating um, pretty early in your marriage, from what I I hear. Now you weren't in, involved in boating before, like going up to the city and stuff. Like, what piqued your interest in boating? How did you first get introduced into it? I, I've, uh, as a child, one time we went down to uh, Big Springs, and they had these John boats, these wooden John boats, and they were taking people out uh, on the Current River. It was going down into the Current River, and I remember these John boats coming in. And they'd slide them up on a board so people uh, kind of they'd come out of the water on on a kind of a platform there, and uh, people could get on and off without turning them over. And I was fascinated with them. And I remember as a kid after that, I guess uh, when the cucumbers would get so big in the garden that I would go down and get the cucumbers and hollow them out and make boats out of them to kind of remind me of those same kind of hmm. boats that they had on the Kurt River. Mm-hmm. And I was always fascinated, I think, with boats and water after that. And uh, when your mother and I got married, uh, we went down to uh, Table Rock. Not Table Rock, it was Tanacoma. 
and we rented a boat. And, of course, I didn't know what I was doing and almost pulled her finger off because her wedding <laughs> wing got caught on the dock. <laughs> wow. But, uh, and so we bought a boat, and your mother went along with me this, and praise the Lord, she's such a good woman. But we bought a boat before we bought our furniture. We was living in a furnished apartment mm-hmm. when we bought our boat, our first boat. It was a, a 14-foot glass par with an Evinrude engine on it, about a 35 horse. Mm-hmm. And I think ever since then, uh, boating was a, a and, and your mother adapted well and went along with my ideal boating. And uh, so it, it, that's what we did. That's what we did with our family. Uh, you all didn't get into the little league because we was always boating on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. And it's, uh, you know, the boats got bigger and mm-hmm. more. And, and so uh, uh, it was uh, just uh, the thing that really that I thought that when I retired or and uh, would we, Irma and I would uh, be living on a boat, as for, uh, not maybe all the time, but a big part of the time, and we would be cruising. Mm-hmm. But Lord had other things in mind for us, and a, mm-hmm. a different direction, which I've enjoyed, too. Yeah. So um, from the very beginning, when you got that first boat, were you guys out on most weekends during the summer? Saturdays, not Sundays. Yeah. But uh, I, I didn't grow up close to the river. Mm-hmm. We had to walk to go swimming and things, and I was always scared of the water. And I went to the Y to learn how to swim. Well, when you got to the city? <laughs> when I got to the city. But whenever Bill, you know, when we got married, well, he was so crazy about a boat. But he took me the second um, season before I skied. I got out there, and I wouldn't hang on long enough and things. Yeah. And I was always thinking, because Jerry and they would go with us, and he talk about what's down there in the water and I was always thinking oh, what's down here <laughs> below my feet you know finally I decided the next year I had to forget that and hang on to the rope if I wanted to ski mm-hmm. and I did and I enjoyed it you enjoyed skiing I enjoyed that I enjoyed the boating and all that too yeah uh, and you guys mainly was, went out on the Mississippi from the um, very beginning well yes the first we, time we went to the we, Mississippi, we boated on the but, Merrimack some and a couple of times on on uh, Clearwater, but not too much because it's too long to pull. First time we went up on the Mississippi, <clears throat> we had a we uh, right. We uh, bought a little boat, and, but we had a little Carmen Gia mm-hmm. at that time, and so that's a little <laughs> Volkswagen. <laughs> and so it was smaller uh, than the boat. <laughs> right when somebody came up behind us, they thought sure it's just a boat going down the road. <laughs> But we parked at, at my grandmother's house, which was in Annapolis, uh, because it was so hard to pull back and forth. And then I think that was a year that we probably skied and went down to Clearwater quite a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we got a bigger car after that. Yeah. In fact, your Uncle Jerry, we bought the boat, and he was the one that had to pull it there. He had a mm-hmm. big car. So do you have any idea how many boats you've had over the years? Sure. We can count them up. We had that one. It was a blue and white one. And the next one was a glass part. Right? It was a glass part. It was, it was red and white. And that's when white. you was a boy mm-hmm. uh, when we got that one. And we have a picture of you as a baby up in the seat. Yeah. And the uh-huh. next one was the only new boat that we ever owned. It was a Crestliner 19-foot mm-hmm. I-I-O. Yeah. O-M-C. Uh, it was uh, just a fun boat. It was a very, very nice boat. Mm-hmm. After that, we traded that off for a Rennell, which had a little cabin in it and had a 
the dual uh, flybridge, what they call a flybridge, where you drove from up on top. Mm-hmm. From that, we, uh, we also had a yeah. We also had a, a little houseboat when we had the Renell. Oh, so at the same time. No, it had, had the uh, Crestliner, I think, at the same time. Right. Okay, right. I see. It was like a cracker box, but it, yeah. was, it was, was fun fine. to go in. And then we had a, a uh, we bought a big, uh, it was a 32-foot with, uh, uh, with a bow pulpit, I think. That was a bay liner. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jeff was home at that time, and so we bought him a little Mark Twain. Did he? Really? I didn't and know it, about this. Uh, it was a 16-footer, I think, with an I.O., mm-hmm. but it had mechanical problems. And we didn't so use it We much. didn't use it much. Hmm. It sat down at the, at the gas station, I think, most of the time. We finally sold it. Okay. And then, um, okay. Um, well, we had one after we moved down here. Okay, so you had that one, too. Yeah. And it, that one didn't work out because it had been... Uh, I forget how many years, eight years or something, maybe yeah. ten years since we'd had a boat. Well, things had changed in that length of time. It was hard mm-hmm. to dock it. It was hard to, um, you know, it was just, it was well, different. When, when, so. when I retired at, uh, from pastoring at, at First Baptist of Lusterville, this is what we was going to do. We was going to get a boat, and we, this little boat had a little head in it and had a galley in it. And so we was going to pull it from lake to lake or places to places. And uh, then uh, Centerville wanted me to come over and and, uh, fill in for them. And we filled in for them for about 10 years, and the boat was out in the garage or out in the barn, taking up space. So finally we give it to your son, Billy. Mm -hmm. And he's to, to sell, not to use, but to sell. Right, to support him in his work. Right. right. Well, he's getting married at, but he's going to get married at this particular time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, then he sold it to John Dodd. Is that right? Mm-hmm. He, did. he did. He did. Okay. And John didn't keep it long. I don't I think. think. Yeah. Um. So, um, you know, you mentioned pastoring, and that was a little bit of a surprise to us kids when you came down here and started pastoring and because uh, you had been a Sunday school teacher for years that I remember uh, teaching a, an adult Sunday school class but then um, I guess it was maybe a little bit of a surprise to you too when you came down here I mean you didn't weren't intending to be a pastor when you moved down here right well if you remember uh, we had a uh, a Son-in-law, which a pastor, uh, Pastor mm-hmm. Fred, and yeah. uh, he was an inspiration to me. Uh, there was kind of that call in my life, you know, about pastoring, and uh, so I talked to Fred when we came down here, and I thought, well, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to maybe preach a little bit, you know. And so mm-hmm. he said, uh, we, you know, we decided that I, after I got down here, I'd give my name to the DOM, the Director of Missions in Reynolds County, mm-hmm. and let him know that I was available. And uh, the Lord opened up uh, just, um, we we was we was going to church. We thought that we should go to church here at Blank because this is where we lived. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, at this particular time, some boys from the camp was coming, and so we had agreed to teach a Sunday school class. But we liked a pastor down at Lusterville First Baptist. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a good speaker. And so on Sunday night, we would be down at Lusterville First Baptist mm-hmm. to listen to the speaker. And he resigned from the church down there. And the Lord impressed upon me, I think, uh, to ask for that position. And I almost didn't do it hmm. because I thought, you know, I know some of those people. They're, they're, they're wonderful people. They're godly people. If they see my resume, it says, you haven't been to college. You haven't been to seminary. You have no experience. They're going to laugh at you. But finally, the Lord impressed upon me, I think, from Gideon, where Gideon was the least in his family. And and so I sent a letter over to the chairman of the search committee, and he, he brought it through the church, and the, and the church voted Irma and I in <laughs> unanimously. And I remember, I you know, I had a, a message in the back of my mind, one message, and I preached that message. And then I had to get another one ready. <laughs> I tell you the truth, Will. I had never, I thought, what am I going to do, you know? I, I, I said, I've asked for the job. Lord, I've asked for this job, and they've given me the job. I can't just quit. Lord, if you'll just let me hang on for a year. Just let me hang on for a year. <laughs> and, and, and so the Lord was very faithful. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he did then, and we stayed there, I think, right at 10 years, mm-hmm. almost 10 years. And it was a great time. The church, and God blessed the church, uh, grew in number and hopefully in spirit, and it would have done uh, probably a lot better if the pastor would have uh, been a little better pastor, a little more experienced too, but uh, God blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. Okay. When the, I knew that Bill is um, – Younger that he said, he thought he had a calling to preach, and he hmm. thought, well, maybe it was just uh, so bring glory to him until instead of to the Lord, you know. So, but he shocked me like everything he said. I think I'm going to send a letter down to Lesterville and offer myself for pastor. <laughs> I said, well, okay. So he wanted me to write the letter for him, but mm-hmm. I was I was shocked. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was a good time, mm-hmm. and I know he went through a rough time at first because, like he would say, I don't even have a message, you know. Mm-hmm. And and he spent it was kind of rough on us too because he spent all his time studying because he had to to get the next message up, you know. Yeah. And he'd be out working, and he'd come in, and he'd go upstairs, and he'd be there till mm-hmm. bedtime, you know. So it it was it was part of it was rough like that, but all in all, it was a good time. Yeah. So you know, like the mentioning, like feeling called. Um, so what? Um, what's that like? Um, when was that? What was it? Just like an impression? I think it's you know you you feel, but then you need to be confirmed. Somebody needs to. To confirm at you uh, a little bit too, like you said, I was a Sunday school teacher mm-hmm. uh, when we was at uh, First Baptist of Arnold. Mm-hmm. 
the Lord give us, Irma and I, another great privilege of teaching the, one of the first uh, uh, Sunday school classes that they, at, at, at this particular time, the men and the women were separated. And so they decided to have a couple of uh, classes where the, the men and the women, you know, would come together. And, and the Lord give Irma and I the opportunity to teach uh, one of those Sunday school classes. And uh, we would run uh, from 20 to 30 people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think the Lord kind of, uh, not that I did such a great job, but he kind of confirmed Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little bit that uh, uh, that he was calling, you know, in that direction. That maybe so you need a little confirming. You need you God speaking to you, I guess. And you you just uh, it, it's hard to say. Will mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for me anyway. I know a lot of people say, "Man, my calling was so sure." You know, God it was like a boat of lightning or something like that. I don't think my calling was quite that uh, firm, but. Uh, so yeah. you said they voted on you. Was that before they heard you preach, or did you preach first and I, then they voted? No, I think I preached once. Okay. On once Sunday twice, night, I yeah. think. And then I think the next Wednesday night was yeah. business meeting, and they they voted on him. Okay. Yeah. And then you had to come up with your next sermon, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was tough. Well, don't you think that you have a message you want to tell? And then whenever oh, yeah. You, sure. You teach Sunday school, then you kind of get in a habit, and you know how to get that message across. Mm-hmm. And so, and we all have a message to tell. So mm-hmm. that was just an opportunity for you to do it. I mm-hmm. think too. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about, um, you know, uh, experience as a pastor and so forth. Like, is do you see pastoring as more of like the work of it is done uh, behind the pulpit preaching, or is it is more of the work done when you're um, Counseling and just shepherding people on just more one-to-one basis, or is it just a mixture of both of those things? Or I, I think it's a mixture. Uh, uh, Will uh, it's uh, the the message is is important, maybe not as important as a pastor thinks it is, because maybe the people ain't listening as good as <laughs> he thinks they're all his every word. They are not. Uh, but but the also that's the preaching part, but the pastoring part is where you come alongside and love your community and love your your congregation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to be the sh- uh, the person that they can come to uh, for for yeah. So that both aspects is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the story of Gideon must have been pretty. Uh, impactful for you because you'd mentioned it just now. And I remember when you were um, just a new pastor, I went with you to a meeting. It was just a, a pastor's meeting. There was like, you know, a half dozen people there. So, mm-hmm. And that was your message, the message of Gideon. Yeah. It was like a little de- a devotional type right. of thing. Right. It was, uh, yes, uh, it was uh, probably the uh, the thing that kind of spurred me on, you know, and and the thing of it is, I, I almost lost the opportunity. I'm a procrastinator by nature. Mm-hmm. That's my nature. And I almost waited too late because the church was getting ready to call a person in mm-hmm. to hear him speak, you know. Mm-hmm. Was it and, as an interim? No, it was as a pastor, as I understand, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, so it was, you know, he got my letter. Uh, the Lord... 
inter- intervene, I believe, and, and uh, they, mm-hmm. they, they uh, uh, talked to me then before they called this other man, mm-hmm. which was... Uh, so these, the congregation was people, like you said, you knew them, and you probably knew some of them for a long time, huh? I knew of, of them. Of them, okay. Uh, uh, for some time. And some of these people, I always said that I, uh, the church had some of the best people in Lusterville, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really believe that some of the, the best people in Lusterville went uh, to that church, and so... They were friends of your parents, too. Yes, they, was, they knew my parents. Uh, most of them knew my parents. So um, did your mom and dad come and they, – they didn't come and become a part of that church then because they, they did stayed not. here locally? They did not. They stayed locally, yeah. yeah. Did um, – what were their thoughts about you becoming a pastor? I um, I, th- I think they was uh, very uh, supportive uh, – Dad, uh, his nature wasn't maybe the, the 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 man of the house. You know, he said that he's proud of me. I think that was about about head and, and but maybe not with words, but with expressions and and with the support. Maybe not so much with words, but you just know that that you had their support. Yeah. Well, I think your mom, um, she would have come down. Yeah. She Sometimes they'd come on a Sunday night because she wanted to, but your dad felt dedicated yeah. to the right. church he belonged to that he was supposed right. to be there and, all the time. And my mother's health, uh, even at that time, began to fail. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't long to her. Her health failed considerably. Yep. Um. Yeah, like Dad, uh, well, your dad uh, invested a lot into this church. Yes, he did. Here, and he was yes. really a part of it. Um, yeah, but remember um, him presenting a Bible to you, um, like it, during the initiation and stuff like that. So, ordination. 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 Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, it seemed like, uh, yeah. He, uh, yeah, I'm sure he was really proud of you. Yeah. Um, well, just thinking of um, your own lives, um, you know, throughout the years, um, is there anything that, you know, thinking back, you would have done differently um, in just how you spent your time, money, or whatever? Or So I, I want to ask you that. I also ask you, what are you glad that you did earlier in life that... Um, you're just really thankful for because it, you know, you just see the blessings. So hindsight's always so much better, you know, than when you're in it. So um, thinking back, what, you know, I want to ask you about both of those things. Um, what what would you have done differently, and what are you glad that you did do? So well, I'm you know. glad I I was privileged to stay home yeah. when you guys were all small. Mm-hmm. Well, even though we had the business and I did some work from home, I still I was there. But I think <clears throat> if I had it to deal over again, I would uh, spend more time with him when you were small, you know. We did, but still, if it goes so fast mm-hmm. that you wish, hey, I wish I'd spent more time and put that your priority instead of 
you know, I've got to do this work and I've got to keep the house clean and things like this. Mm-hmm. Because really, that's the most important thing. Yeah. And to me, I would be different <laughs> if I had that, yeah, that opportunity again. Yeah. Um, anything come to mind, Dad, about what uh, you would have done differently or what are you glad that you did do or just things along those lines? I, I think if I have regrets, and I do, uh, it was probably a lot of the regret, regrets came in my teenage years from mm-hmm. a lack of wisdom, hmm. uh, just not knowing uh, about how relationships should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I look back on a lot of those things and say, I wish I'd done that different. I wish I'd, I wish I just knew, uh, uh, maybe if I had a big brother that would have talked to me or, or, or somebody mm-hmm. that would, would have helped me out. I think I'd watch TV too much and tried to accomplish, accomplish, copy some of the things I saw there, mm-hmm. which is the wrong place to get anything, really. Uh, so I think if my regrets uh, would, would came from, most of my regrets would came from those teenage years when I was trying to find myself uh, mm-hmm. Make decisions that maybe I wasn't capable of making mm-hmm. uh, emotionally and at that time. Uh, I certainly don't regret marrying your your mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was, uh, uh, the, I guess, I think my first uh, would be my relationship with the Lord, but uh, she would certainly become in there with a the second thing that I did, and and I, I thank the Lord for that because. Uh, uh, we we come from the same uh, background uh, mm-hmm. as far as our 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 faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, her her father was a pastor or a preacher, and, and they lived their life. And, and my mom and dad lived a life that was uh, example of the Christians. And so we come from that, and so we have that in common. But uh, and then to bring uh, and she, uh, like she mentioned, had the the opportunity to. Uh, be at home with you, with you children, and I think that I've seen over the years that I've lived, I've seen how this has been an effect in people's life when they didn't take that opportunity, when they thought they had to work and mm-hmm. and make a you know all this money to keep up with whatever. And I think that that time that she spent and and what it cost us financially mm-hmm. was well worth it. You know, so I'm glad she had that opportunity to do that. You know, you mentioned relationships and having to figure it out when you were young. Um, and so I didn't know you grew up with TV, for, for one thing that's kind of on the side. <laughs> but um, so when did you guys get a TV? I remember our first TV that I probably ever saw was my grandpa Jackson had one. And uh, we would go out on Saturday night and wrestling was on. <laughs> Was it wrestling or boxing? Wrestling. wrestling? Gorgeous George. <laughs> and, of course, it was all fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd go out there and watch wrestling, and that was the first time that I probably saw a TV. And it wasn't too long after that we got 
our TV, but we didn't have a reception that was good here. Mm-hmm. It was snowy. You yeah. couldn't really see it. I remember Now, that. my friend lived over on Big Brushy, and he could get Channel 12, which was from the Cape. Mm-hmm. That would come in clear over, for, but we couldn't do that over here. Mm-hmm. We'd only get St. Louis stations, and they had so much snow on them. We'd put the TV in one room, and we'd be back in another room, and we'd watch it that way a little bit. Mm-hmm. And TV lights. You don't remember TV lights, do you? Yeah. That's where you'd get a TV light that would be made like a cat or something. Oh, okay. It'd have a light in it. Oh, yeah. And you set that on top of your TV. I don't know what it did. <laughs> but everybody it had just, to have one, didn't they? It was a we? bad, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so anyway, I, I can see you know how looking at TV gives you like a certain impression of what the world is like that doesn't really match reality. That's right. and it, exactly. Yeah, and it would be so much nicer to when you're trying to figure it out. To, you know, have an understanding of what relationships are like and so forth. That's, that's correct. That is correct. Yeah. So what have you learned about relationships that has um, been helpful to you? They are important. They're more important your relationship with people than some of the things that you do, even though, you know, we need to live for the Lord and things like that. But relationships are very important. And I think we have to work at relationships, mm-hmm. too. It's not something that just always that comes natural. Uh, so, uh, you know. Do you have any thoughts, Dad, about like what you didn't know to what you did know that, you know, what was helpful for you, you know? I, I think, uh, gee, I don't know if I've learned very much about relationships, Will. But I, th- I think I, uh, it's putting the other person first, you know. It's being open to his interest, and, and that's not always easy to do, you know. You always want to push your own interest. But it's being able to listen to what the other person has to say, too, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, I, 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 one thing I think I've learned, don't burn any bridges, because you may have to travel back over them. Mm-hmm. And so don't burn those bridges behind you uh, in your relationships or even in your work relationships. Don't do that. I, I guess I've learned a few things, and maybe it's just kind of come natural, but I've still got a lot to learn when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. So burning bridges, that would be like... Um Neglecting the relationship or doing something you will regret later is that the type of thing? Both, both. Especially don't do something, don't say something, don't do something that's going to destroy that relationship altogether. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, this kind of gets into the, you know, the biblical um, admonition to love one another. And Paul, he talks about doing all that you do in love in 1 Corinthians 13. Mm -hmm. Um, so the way people kind of understand love or doing what they do in love, they might have like a different way to explain it or so forth. Um, have you guys thought about that? Like what, would, what does love mean in the way that you understand it when it comes to 
doing what you do in love or having love for your neighbor and so forth? Well, we're supposed to, the Bible says we're supposed to love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, and mind, you know. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to live, love our neighbor as herself, and I guess your neighbor is anybody, you know. And mm-hmm. so we're supposed to put their interests and their ideas ahead of our own. So I guess it's the way we treat them and things, um, our relationship with them. Uh, we've got to be fair. We've got to be positive. And uh, I think just to show love to people. We don't always understand why they do things, but uh, that's not for us to understand. We still are supposed to love them and respect them, I think. If you respect them, that shows that you you love them. I mean, I agree with them, but we can at least show respect and things. Okay. So I don't know if that answers what you... Yeah, that, so, so basically... I understand you right. It's like caring for their interest mm-hmm. and um, having respect for who they are as a person, that type of thing. Do you have any thoughts, Dad? Well, I think in a, in a marriage relationship, love is not always a feeling. Love is is doing, mm-hmm. uh, and so you're not you're not always got that warm fuzzy feeling about maybe your partner or even your neighbor, but love is doing. Uh, and giving, you know, so okay. Yeah, and I think we're supposed to uh, uh, treat each other in a way that would help them. What can you say? Maybe be a better person or or something to give them um, uh, where they feel better about themselves, maybe in things. So I think it's the way we treat each other too. It has a, a lot to do, and it's important how we treat them. Our image is, you know, it helps your own image if somebody treats you fair and nice hmm. and, and shows respect and love to you. Right. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, have you thought about, like, what ways have God has God made you and, like, the unique people you are that has been um, made an impact on others. Um, I guess, you know, like gifts that you see in your life, strong points or whatever, um, that you can think, well, this has an impact on others because God has given me this, made me this way or something like that. Anything in particular come to mind? Well, I think we, in, as a couple, I think we like to entertain people. Yeah. And uh, we both enjoy that. And I think that may be a gift from the Lord, too, really, you yeah. know, to have people in our home and uh, to spend time with them, things, and family, family and friends. So, uh, yeah, I have heard, I've heard other people say that, too, that you guys are really good at that and it. And they've mentioned that, like. You know, well, let, let me ask the question back to you. Sure. Have you seen anything in our life that would? Uh... Yeah. That, um, just off the top of my head, that is something that I would say, um, like inviting people over and expressing hospitality. So I can remember that, like, throughout my whole life. 
um, <clears throat> having people over. We had the dining room at the house on Coral, and um, and people, and mom making that um, bread that was like whole wheat bread that was kind of unique, and oh, your okay. your cookies are uh, famous, and uh, and then um, I was just just flipping through the photo album right then um, earlier today. I seen pictures of um, at the house on Coral, a big gathering back on the behind the the house, and I saw a lot of people, you know, that I didn't that I remember from when I was a kid, but I haven't seen in years and years, and many of them have passed on. And um, so that reminded me of, um, you know, of, of, again of that hospitality. And that takes work. It's something that we're not good at, my family. Um, we, um, but uh, there's a lot of joy in it, uh, it seems to me. And um, I'm sure it took both of you working together. Like one person can't pull off something like that by themselves, I don't think. But um, I guess that's what would come to to my mind would be the hospitality that you extend even still to your friends and your uh, family. And um, so, yeah, that's, I think that's what I would say. Well, see, I've noticed yeah. that in your family, even when you had the other house, the smaller house, you still had guests in different times. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's neat. Even though it was a small area, you still did that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I grew up in a home where we always had a lot of people and especially um, pastors and people from church, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of used to to that too. Yeah. But I think we both enjoyed that part of it. We used to invite them out on the boat with us, and that was kind of yeah. neat. You right. Could, some people would come out on the go out on the boat with you that probably wouldn't go to your house, you know. Hmm. To yeah. Maybe spend the night. We'd spend the night in the boat. Right. And so uh, that was kind of a okay. Kind of a witnessing tool in a way because mm-hmm. you could witness to them mm-hmm. by doing that. <clears throat> right, that's pretty neat. Did you have anything else to say along those lines? Probably not. I okay. think, uh, yeah. Well, is there anything else that you want to bring up before we just wrap up? Uh, well, it's supposed to be a little bit of history, and, and yeah. Irma, your your mother may tell her uh, tell you a little bit about her brothers and sisters, and, and mom and dad, and growing up with them just a little bit, and tell you how many she has, and 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 I must say that they still keep in constant uh, communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call, and I think it's so, so great that uh, she's in contact with her three sisters or two sisters, and her brother. Uh, at least on a weekly basis, and maybe yes. sometimes a daily basis, you know. And I think it's wow. so neat that they do that. So she may tell you a little bit about her family. Well, my sister is two and a half years older than me, and then I have a sister five years younger, and then her brother is two years younger than her. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, I, I think we probably keep more in contact now than we did used to, you know, because everybody was busy and things, and now we have time during the day we can call one another. Yeah, and stay in contact. But um, my uh, sister Elsie, she got sick, got rheumatic fever when she was like thirteen, and that's when my dad announced his calling to preach. 
Mm-hmm. And I, he had felt like it a long time before. So, so that's when he announced his, his calling to, to preach. Yeah. And so, um, but anyway, it's, it's neat to get together. And we don't do that as often as we, we like to. But at least we can call one another and text one another and things like that. So I'm glad we stay in contact with one another. So is it normally just like a, is it about once a week you're talking to each of them? Uh, Well, Tommy knew we were sick. Yeah. Betty and Elsie did. And so Tommy called almost every day. Um, We didn't talk to him yesterday, I don't guess, but we talked to him the day before. So he's really good about staying wow. in contact. That's neat. I didn't and, know um, that. And Elsie, she hasn't been feeling good, so we've been calling her, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I text Betty, or she just texts me and say, is it okay if I call? And I say, sure. So she calls, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, we do enjoy that. My parents was uh, Roy and Ruby Jackson, and uh, I remember as a little boy, I was always hanging on to my dad a lot, and I remember how 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 proud I was when someone would say, "That's Roy Jackson's son." And even when I got older, and people maybe didn't know uh, me, and they'd say, "That's Roy Jackson's son," because my father had such a good reputation in the community and with the people he knew, as well as my mother also. That it was a wonderful privilege to be uh, called uh, Roy or Ruby's son. Mm-hmm. But that also meant that there's a little obligation on my part because I needed to live up uh, to that calling, you know. On my, so that, that was not only a, a privilege, but it was also an obligation. My sister, Nyomo, she's uh, four years older than I am. And she's one of the greatest sisters that you could have. Uh, we fussed a lot when we was kids. But she was a big sister to me. She took me in. Uh, when I got out of school, she was already living in St. Louis. And I uh, spent about three years, I guess, uh, before I got married, uh, sleeping on a row array bed in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tucked me in, and uh, she's been taking care of me. Her and Jerry has been almost like, I say taking care of me, not literally, but they mm-hmm. have certainly always been there for me. And my family, my family, I, I'm sure you remember Uncle Jerry coming over and we'll do something, all right? Mm-hmm. Remember that one time we saw in the uh, refrigerator in two and the ammonium came out, and we had to get the fire department to come in and... <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> he, he was gone when that happened. Oh. And uh, cleaned the house out, and it killed Jeff's fish. <laughs> but we was, but Jerry is always uh, so uh, uh, good to help me out on things like that. So he and Yelma has been uh, just uh, great, uh, great sister and brother-in-law. I used so. to call him sometimes when something was tore up, you know, mm-hmm. and he said. Uh, you call me and I come over here. Bill does work, but he says uh, I come over here. You know, <laughs> I'm just motivating him, and he gets busy and does it. Then. Yeah, yeah. You're mentioning your dad. Uh, he he was a pretty quiet person, wasn't he? Like 
Dad was a, a wasn't an outgoing, but he had a, he had a quiet humor too. He had a humor about him uh, that the, and he was respected. He was a hard worker, and he was always ready to help the neighbors. Hmm. And and so he he was just he was kind and gentle, very kind, a very gentle man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where I am, I take it after my mother more, which was outspoken. <laughs> we uh, let people know our opinions. Dad uh, kind of kept his to himself. Yeah. So my other grandpa, Grandpa Larimore, um, as I've heard you put it, like, well, I've mentioned how he was very transparent and so forth. And I think that you said, well, he can really just carry on the conversation both just by himself. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But he was a great guy. He was. Yeah. He was a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I liked that about him, just the transparency. He wasn't, you know, whatever was on his mind was on his tongue as well. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. I've heard Mom say, he would tell her when he'd go outside where he was going and everything, and she said, you don't have to do that. So you don't have to tell me if you don't want to, you know. But he would. Yeah. He'd go out on the farm, but he told her what he's going to do, and sometimes I wish Bill did that. Because I wonder where he's at. <laughs> yeah. So, how did Naomi and Jerry meet? I ought to ask them that. But uh. I guess you should, because I don't really know. Okay. Um, they must have met in St. Louis some way. Jerry, of course, grew up down here too, and Yelma grew up. But I don't think the, uh, Jerry didn't go to school with her, as far as I know. He may have went the first year or something. I don't other. think he went to high school, did he? He may have went a little bit. Okay. Uh, but anyway, they, they evidently met in, in St. Louis, and I, the relationship and how they met, I have no really no idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up here. We can always right. pick it up again sometime. And, but anyway, thanks. I really enjoyed it. I think it's really good. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I hope we didn't bore anybody. If you use a podcast app like iTunes, please give a review of Conversations About Life.